I think with performance, you're always entering into the unknown. With a festival like this, it's the great unknown. <laughs> We're out in the open. We have a wonderful shell that'll cover the orchestra so the musicians and their instruments don't get wet. But that's it. We don't know. We pray for fair skies. But thunder could happen, and it might happen just at that right moment, just as a commendatore comes on. Don Giovanni, you know. <laughs> I, I think it's that, that element of surprise. I think also there's a lot of things happening around the same time, in the same place. The whole town this weekend becomes festival town. It's defined by the arts, and in this case, the, the, the vocal arts. And I think that's incredibly exciting. It's the energy, it's the buzz that, that festivals create that I think is so attractive to people and, and so exciting and so, so healing. Carrie Henderson, a baritone and the executive director of the Phoenicia International Festival of the Voice. Welcome to Artworks, the program that goes behind the scenes with some of the nation's great artists to explore how art works. I'm your host, Josephine Reed. Phoenicia, New York is a small town nestled in the Catskill Mountains. Breathtakingly beautiful, economically hurting, and now the proud home of the Phoenicia International Festival of the Voice. The festival was begun two years ago by three of the town's residents, who just happened to be internationally acclaimed opera singers, Carrie Henderson, Louis Oti, and Maria Totoro, whom we heard singing an aria from Don Giovanni at the top of the show. But while the three founders came from the world of opera, they were determined to create something unique. They wanted to celebrate the whole spectrum of the human voice as an instrument of artistic expression, healing, and peace. And so the Phoenicia International Festival of the Voice was born, a four-day event presenting world-class performances of opera, song, Baroque and choral music, and the vocal arts of traditional cultures. How the festival came to be sounds a little like an old Judy Garland and Mickey Rooney movie, with Judy and Mickey exclaiming in answer to some financial problem, Hey, let's put on a show. We know how to sing. We can use Grandpa's barn. Here's co-founder Carrie Henderson to explain. About two years ago now, two and a half years ago, I was standing out in the parish field behind my home in Phoenicia, it's actually right through this gate here. And I, I bumped into a, a friend of mine who's, who happens to be a parent and at that point was wanting to raise some money for playground equipment for local children. A light went off in my mind and I thought immediately of my good new friends, Maria Todoro and Luioti, both opera singers who sing all over the place and who also happen to live in Phoenicia. Opera is my background. I sang for many years at the, at the Sydney Opera House and, and, and in companies in, in, in America and, and, and in Europe. So I thought of Maria and Louis. And I thought, oh, three of us could maybe put on an opera, an opera show in the, in the parish field. 
and maybe some people would come. And I, I suggested to the parent who was, who was on the organizing committee, and she thought it was a great idea. We didn't, had no idea how many people would come. Anyway, within a very short amount of time, a wonderful group of parents got together, people from the town, everybody lending their skills, and we put up a tent in the park, made a makeshift stage, um, borrowed a few things, and <laughs> did an opera concert. And that night was very, very stormy. In fact, I've never seen a storm like that. This was all predicted as well, but 700 people turned out. And it was just a huge success. We, ra we raised money for the playground equipment. The kids were happy. The, the parents were happy. And, and people started begging us to do, to do some more. So Maria, Louis and I put our heads together and over the, the following winter we, we came up with this idea of a festival in our town using the whole of our town, the parish field and all of the venues, but a festival celebrating the marvels of the human voice. So that was, that was in a nutshell, the origin of the Phoenicia Festival of the Voice. And last year was the first year no. you went into festival mode. Yeah, Joe, yeah. Yeah, and last year we had, we had a little more time to organize, not much. Last year we organized the inaugural festival, and we organized that in, in, in five months. First of all, Maria, Louis, and I meeting in, at their home and uh, at, at my place and, and having coffee, just talking about how we were going to do that, this, and what came to us that we would, we would need a team around us. So we asked all of our friends, basically, could they help? Who would be interested in helping? And, you know, our friends who live around here anyway. And so we sort of formed an ad hoc committee and started organizing the first festival. Did you find support from the city officials or the town officials here in Phoenicia? Yes, absolutely. I mean, I think with any venture like this, it's difficult at first for some people to wrap their heads around it. This town, you know, geographically, we're, we're right in the middle of the Catskill Mountains. Our town has just over 300 people. It's famous for, for tubing. On the, the Esopus River runs right through, right through town. In fact, the, the Esopus was one of the big, big trout fishing rivers, one of the most famous in the world at one time. It's famous for tubing. It's, it's, it's famous for pancakes. We have an amazing pancake store and uh, uh, outdoor pursuits, really. So to, to come along and say that we, we wanted to do a, a festival in town based upon the human voice, must have been a little bit daunting for some people. But, you know, everyone came round, and very quickly. You know, we went to town board meetings, we, we met with business owners. These were the first things that we did. You know, explaining what we wanted to do and where we saw that this venture could go and, and how we thought this could really help people here, really uplift their spirits. This is a depressed area. You know, a lot of people are on hard times here. And uh, the voice is just so healing. Just to sing is an amazing feeling. To hear great singing is incredibly healing. Also, we have a little bit of experience, Louis, Maria and I, because we've sung around the place a bit with other festivals. And, you know, I've sung at uh, Spoleto in Australia, actually, and Louis sung with Spoleto in Charleston a few times. And I think we really, really saw how festivals can change an area for the better can actually uplift the economy. And so 
we would always go armed with a, with, a, with a few of those sort of statistics, which are really quite stunning. So, yeah, there's, there's the two things. There's the, there's the spiritual uplifting, and then there's the economic healing that, that comes through putting on festivals like this. It's really amazing because both things really are true, and I think often artists are kind of shy about saying, look, there's a real economic payback when you do this. Absolutely. I, I think artists are, are a little shy of talking about money. We've, we've had to learn. You know, we've, we've partnered with local chambers of commerce, uh, heads, heads of chambers of commerce, and people have just come to us who have mentored us in this. And our thinking of artists is not geared towards the, the financial naturally. So that's been a real learning curve for us. Yeah. Now you're putting on, what is it, 20 events? 20 events in four days. While mm. your background is opera, as is Maria and Louise, you really are looking at the voice in all its spectrum as well. Absolutely, Joe. It's, it's, it's the voice in all its multifaceted glory. We're from the opera world, so that's, that's what we know. We have connections at a high level in the opera world, so that's great. You know, we'll always do a core opera. But around that... Oh, there are so many diverse genres that are that that are just wonderful. I mean, this year this year we have Simone Shaheen uh, representing our world music genre. Who I must immediately add <laughs> has also been given a National Heritage Fellow Award back in the day. <laughs> That's right. He's really wonderful. Uh, I've been listening to his music, and it, it's gorgeous and and moving and contemporary. It, it crosses the boundaries between East and West. You know, this is this is what it's about. I mean, everything we're doing is about this great oneness, bringing all the different aspects of humanity together, teaching us that, that we're all one. And I think there's no better way than great music for doing this. Tonight, for instance, we have the wonderful gospel singer, Roz Moorhead, who we had at the festival last year, actually, and she was just stunning. People were crying, people were jumping, people were clapping, the joy that, that she infused in her audience. Last year she sang at uh, the little church around the corner, the, the beautiful Methodist church. This year we've given her the opening show. People loved her that much. I find it also interesting that you really are using every venue the town has to offer. Yeah, this is quite a, a European model of finding a, a great town. And we live here and we love this little town. And it has lots of little venues that lend themselves naturally to events. So the idea was to create a walking itinerary of the town. You come, you park, you leave your keys behind. And you walk around, you take in this gorgeous little little mountain town. The three churches in town are used. The beautiful local theatrical society theatre, the Shandaken Theatrical Society. We have a beautiful train museum with an operating train that the kids ride on on the weekends. We're using that for the kids' shows. And, of course, the major venue is the parish field, this beautiful field that's uh, abutted by uh, Mount Tremper, and the mightiest Opus 
Creek. And that's where we've set up uh, our magnificent shell to do the major shows. And one of the major shows that you're also performing in, <laughs> along with Maria and Louis, is Mozart's Don Giovanni. Oh, I just love this piece. It was one of the first operas that I ever did when I was about 20 years old. And to return to it now after all these years is just a blessing. This is one of the great things uh, of being off to program a festival. <laughs> one thing we do do is because we, we want to sing too, is uh, Louis and I need to find pieces where there are two baritones. And Don Giovanni is perfect. There's Don Giovanni and there's his sidekick Leporello. How do you go about programming a four-day, 20-event festival? That's a very good question. You start, and it comes. <laughs> Things come. It's, it's a lot of intuition, and it's a lot of faith. Really, because we're a fledgling organization, this is only our, our second year, as we mentioned we don't have the luxury yet of a, of a sizable budget where we can look at things and go, go to other festivals with a shopping list. We're more intuitively relying on things to come to us, people to come to us. We meet fellow artists when we're performing in our own careers. We see where they might fit in. Louis had just worked with Elizabeth Futral last year, the amazing coloratura soprano who's, who's working everywhere at the moment. And he asked her to come along, and she, she came along and opened our first festival, which was just really fortuitous to have one of the leading sopranos in the world opening our first ever Phoenicia Festival of the Voice. And th these artists are, are largely coming for just you know, very little money just because they believe in the vision, and they believe in us, and, and we like them, we all get on. A communal meal is, is prepared every night at, at someone else's home, and everybody gets together and talks and chats. It's sort of old style. It is, because the <laughs> artists are staying in people's houses all around town. It's not... It, Absolutely. And... You know, in this area, there are very few hotels, bed and breakfast even. They're all booked up in the weekend, and you know, we don't have a budget for that. But the whole community has come together and is, is uh, billeting people. People have a little cabin out the back. An artist stays there. I have the bass Morris Robinson staying in my loft. It's just an incredible coming together of, of artists and creating, in a way, an artistic community as well. We have the two things working together. We have, we have our, our local community here and our support system here and we also have the community of artists who we're, we're bringing here, who we like, who we get on with, who we enjoy eating with, talking about our careers, our difficulties with, and, and hopefully over the years really developing a family there. And I think there's, there's great strength in that, and I, I don't think that happens much in the world today. I wonder, in this small town of Phoenicia, if 
people who who live in the area when they go mm. to since we're talking about Don Giovanni mm. though there are many many offerings mm. across the the spectrum of the voice we really should be clear about yes. that yes but i wonder if they feel a kind of ownership that they might not in another venue i think you're completely right i think that there's a developing sense of pride and that this is what our town can do. This is one way that our town relates to the world. This is how we host people. This is how we bring people in and, and show people what we are. I think there can be great pride in that. And I know last year's mm. festival was smaller, but did you see an economic boost in the weekend that the festival happened last year? Yeah, well, for our first festival, which, I mean, we, we gathered a decent crowd. We had over 3,000 people to events over the three days. Uh, after the festival, we went around and we talked to local business owners, and most of them had seen a, a rise in their business. I mean, it's, it's not rocket science to actually see that when, when you bring thousands and thousands of extra people to an area that they're going to spend money. Off the top of my head, mm. the Spoleto figures, what is it, 75 million? It is. Yeah, it's around $75 million. It brings to the local area every year for two weeks. Yeah, $70 million. And Spoleto is, is one of our great models for this festival. We've really been looking at how they, they do things there and how that festival really revived a, a crumbling city and just infused all this amazing energy there as well as great economic goods, great economic healing. And I'm also assuming that a number of people in the community, they're volunteering their houses, but they're also volunteering their services throughout oh, the weekend. Absolutely. We could not do this festival without the help of skilled people from the whole community. We have 120 volunteers this year who are donating their time and this is not just the people you, you see as in, in the park as, as far as, as the ushers and the, and the stage crews and the hospitality people. The other day we had a team of carpenters, 20 guys, who put up this huge stage in about eight hours. We have people with skills in, in rigging who are climbing the ropes, you know, hanging the super title equipment. I can't tell you how many people have donated food and, and meals. We have amazing chefs in this area, it, it, it seems, and they're all coming out of the woodwork. They're feeding our artists for free. We could not do it without the, the support of our entire community. This might be an unfair question or one that you can't quite answer. In this year, between year one and year two, did you have a different sense of the community? in some way because of the coming together of having this I, festival? I, I, I think I developed a much greater appreciation and respect for people around me. There were people who I, in, in the course of my normal career and, and life, I, I wouldn't come into contact with. Now it's like the guy down at the store is helping to usher. The kid who I would pass in the street <laughs> is a computer whiz who has ended up designing and, and creating our website. And in fact, last night was rigging all of our lights until five in the morning. We couldn't have done it without this guy. 
That's just one example, too. There are a myriad of people who have contributed in similar ways. I wonder, too, if because of that contribution, whether they're thinking about art, if they're thinking about the voice differently, the possibilities of the voice. I'm sure they are, Joe. Working on the festival, they're, they're around that vocal vibe the whole time. A lot of them have, have never even come into contact with, with, with certain types of, of vocal music that we're doing. I mean, many, many people here, when we did our first opera in the park to raise money for the playground equipment, many of the people had never, ever been to an opera before in their lives. But they were drawn in by the energy, by the voice. You know, it's not about understanding it. It's about something much deeper than that. I, I, I truly believe that. I, t- I, I tell people that often, you know, because I'm referred to as, oh, the expert, you know. Tell me so I can understand. Yeah, understanding and education as far as uh, classical music, it, yeah, it's important and leads to greater appreciation. But, you know, I think, think the fundamental thing is just being exposed to the physical sensation of the sound. Finally, Carrie, five years from now, where do you see Festival of the Voice? Whoa! <laughs> That's a big, big, scary question. It's a real leap of faith. I would love to be able to give our friends and, and talented artists from around the country and the world jobs here. I'd love to create jobs for ourselves so that we can live here and keep on contributing to the community and don't have to go away so much. Wow. I see the, the festival being talked about far and wide here in our region, but throughout the country too, and, 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 and spoken about internationally because as a place where the best people perform, but that it's really, really, it's, it's just such a fun, fun place to go. You can go there and have a really good time. Hopefully we'll st- people will still be allowed to bring their bottles of wine to the park and open them up and picnic under the stars. Exactly the same as what it is now, but just expanded and, and breathing and living and supported, <laughs> which is crucial, supported. Gary, thank you so much. Thank you so it. much, Joe. It's been a pleasure. That was Baritone, and executive director of the Phoenicia International Festival of the Voice, Carrie Henderson. You've been listening to Artworks, produced at the National Endowment for the Arts. Adam Campy is the musical supervisor. We heard gospel music from singer Roz Moorhead and choral music from the Harvard Chamber Singers, as well as Maria Totaro, Morris Robinson, Louis Oti, and Carrie Henderson singing Don Giovanni all in performance at the Phoenicia International Festival of the Voice. Use courtesy of the festival. If you're moved by the power of the voice, then mark your calendar for October 27th, when the 2011 National Endowment for the Arts Opera Honors Award Ceremony takes place at 7.30 p.m. at the Sydney Harmon Hall in downtown Washington, D.C. The NEA is honoring General Director Spate Jenkins, mezzo-soprano Risa Stevens, stage designer John Conklin, and composer Robert Ward. If you can't make it to Washington for the event, don't despair. We're webcasting it live.
go to arts.gov and click on Opera Honors for more information about this free event and the live webcast. The Artworks podcast is posted every Thursday at arts.gov. And now you can subscribe to Artworks at iTunes U. Just click on the iTunes link on our podcast page. Next week, the president and CEO of Opera America, Mark Skorka. To find out how art works in communities across the country, keep checking the Artworks blog or follow us at NEA Arts on Twitter. For the National Endowment for the Arts, I'm Josephine Reed. Thanks for listening.